comes to my back door from time to time Shake the hand Hello and welcome to Be Positive, the podcast where we treat B-movies like masterpieces uh, and really just dig down into them and get the good stuff. My name is Louis. My name is Fraser and we're Be Positive. Yeah, that's welcome. what we do. So today's film, again, a bit of a contentious one. Yeah, I think that's something that's going to keep happening to us possible we are two human beings and we do have differing opinions on things sometimes i like that this episode is kind of the reverse of last episode where you not such a big fan of the stuff yeah i loved it and this time i (laughs) i really dislike this movie but i don't know how you feel about it actually before i tell you how i feel about the film let's first introduce the film now i feel there's there are two ways to say the name of this film, right? Mm-hmm. The first way is your classic Never Cry Werewolf. <laughs> or you can say it like a Power Ranger, sort of like, it's morphin' time, but Never Cry Werewolf! Um, I That's think, what I think. I think those are two options, but I think uh, it is more versatile than that. I think you could also do sort of a, an ad- admonishing mother. Never Cry werewolf. You could just do it off. No cry werewolf. Just like. Never cry werewolf. A little bit of throwaway advice. You know. Just don't, um, don't do it, man. Just don't cry werewolf. Just never cry werewolf. You could do it like like it was a metal band's name, like uh, some kind of '90s new metal band. Just yeah, dude. If you see never cry werewolf. Okay. Never cry werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so this form I liked it even though it is almost literally a shot-for-shot remake of the original Fright Night, uh, just replacing the vampires in Fright Night for a werewolf and his dog. Yeah. So, basic synopsis, Never Cry Werewolf. I think you You kind of... uh, You skipped over that a little breezily. Skipped over... The plagiarism part. I mean, okay, the reason why I'm doing that is because if you look, if you do a quick Google search for reviews and people mm-hmm. checking out this film, that's the only thing they mention is that it's a remake and they're like, oh, you remake, me, me, me. It doesn't matter, dude. This film exists. We're it's doing out, it. It's out there. And we have to take it for what it is. And yeah, I mean, it's not going to win any Oscars, right? No one in this no. film Especially big since brain. it came out like... A bunch of years ago. Yeah. And it clearly didn't win any I mean, Oscars. We know then. it didn't win any yeah. Oscars. Yeah. I guess that's... It is plagiarized, but it does have... It does offer you uh, an interesting take on the werewolf story. Okay. I mean... Traditional werewolf story in film. Yeah, that's... Even um, though it's all uh, stolen. Yeah, the plagiarism thing isn't really what's most interesting to me about this film anyway yeah. so what <laughs> yeah so what star wars is a remake of a uh, uh, kurosawa film oh really yeah it's pretty much stolen exactly from hidden fortress i think is okay. the name anyway 
So I think because you didn't like the film, you mm-hmm. should give us your synopsis of the events. A suburban teenage girl notices that there's a new neighbor who's the stud muffin of a man meat. <laughs> big ol' hunka hunka. Biker guy. Yeah. Um, he's moved in next door. He's uh, a little older, I guess like 40-ish, which makes it weird because she's 16. Yeah, there's instantly like a, a romantic chemistry there which which i don't feel should be no it's also instantly weird yeah Yeah. okay so anyway she finds out this guy is living next door there's been a brutal murder and eventually she figures out through careful surveillance that this dude is a werewolf and um she tries to convince people that the guy is a werewolf doesn't work out he massacres a bunch of people in a gun shop and uh then, then it's like the big final battle, and they kill him. And yeah, so actually, no one dies in the gun shop. No, someone like, dies in the gun shop. Who dies? The dog. Does the dog eat someone? Because I think not whole. He tackles someone, and then he gets killed. Like he bites the crap out of the one guy. Oh right. So and maybe then... one person dies, and two prostitutes. Okay, so the first death, we get a shot of a house with a little sign on the outside saying that a sex offender lives here. A guy named uh, Pope, which I found quite uh, funny. And then he dies, and that's just sort of left unexplained for a while, but we do get an explanation. Like I said, it's a copy of a much better film, so not a lot of the plot lines are loose. Yeah. Just because it was written by someone else, I guess. Because at first I was watching it and I was like, man... John Shepard, the writer of this film, it's a pretty decent script. The story goes, you know. It's it, not, it I'm not works, saying it's technically a very good story. I'm just saying that te- uh, technically the story works. But then I was like, okay, well, yeah, it's all stolen. Even the powers are stolen. Werewolves do not have uh, psychic abilities. Yeah, let's let's list uh, this guy's powers. He. I've got a okay. list here. Yeah. So, oh, you do. Yeah, uh, I was. I, I took some time. I've got pros and cons of his his manifestations of where like okay. Well, let's just go through his his version of wolf powers. Okay. What does he have? So uh, he's a psychic, uh, meaning that he can psychically communicate with the, our heroine Lauren. Yeah. That's Loren, uh, which I found with. He's constantly kind of sliding up in her psychic DMs. Yeah. And calling her Michelle. No, Melissa. Melissa. It's yeah. like, come here, Melissa. Melissa, Melissa come here. Uh, his next power is that he has some sort of control over mist and the formation of mist. Because in the <laughs> intro Or he's form... just like a super chill bro. Oh, right. <laughs> like... You mean he's a stoner. No, he's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> he's just giving off mist like dry yeah. ice. Okay, so in the beginning of the film, he's got this ability to manifest mist and sort of cover his tracks, which he doesn't use in the final battle, and I feel that would have been helpful to his cause had he thought of his mist ability. Uh, He's got super speed, as we see when he gets off of the roof of the garage. Oh, yeah. Uh, Real quick. I don't know. That's also a very weird power. The power of editing. (laughs) He's... uh, When he's... plan to eat the second prostitute is thwarted he's got the best power metal voice because he's like 
doing the ah thing in the in his kitchen, I guess. And it, it resonates throughout the town. You hear him and it sort of turns into a howl, but not. So it's still like power metal. Yeah. I can imagine with long hair. He's a decent liar. I feel that's an, an ability. Okay. He, he does he does come up with lies. But not a great liar. Yeah, no, I mean, the cops just couldn't find any evidence. That's why they fell for his lies. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, he was being accused of being a werewolf, which is just whatever. Right, but he kind of has, he has like super charm. Like, does he though? I just... Right? Because everyone, everyone is like, is, oh my god, I love you. Yeah, I just see them as stupid. I think no, they're just think, stupid people. I think he like has sort of hypno eyes. Or He's something. got like a va- vampiric glamour. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. I get where that would come from, seeing as how it's a vampire movie. <laughs> He's also got uh, some form of advanced healing factor, like um, you know that character who everyone knows, but I'm not gonna say for copyright reasons. You know, Wolverine. Wolf, wolf guy. Wolverine, the guy with the claws. He also has the ability to shake trees, which I guess is super strength. But he tries to shake someone out of a tree, and that tree is pretty solid, man. That's a a a strong shake. It's like a big old oak. Yeah, I mean, why can't he just climb up there if he's that strong? That's what I thought he was going to do. And then he went for the tree, and I was like, no way is this motherfucker going to break down this tree. And then he just starts shaking. (laughs) (laughs) And it works. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe he's just real clever. Maybe he's afraid of heights. (laughs) You never know. It's not really established. He also has fairly good, but also not super great eyesight. Because in the same scene... He has like... He has, like, dope eyesight. He's on the top of the garage, and this woman's in his driveway, like, maybe 10 meters away or something. He's, like... He reads her badge from the top of the garage. The uh, badge, right. which is behind her hair, with... It says something like, let me see your smile. Yeah. But he says something else. He's, like, smile for me now. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just appears there, and she's smiling. And no, they're, like, oh, you have great he, eyesight. But it's clearly not... I think he, he has great eyesight, but he also has, like, some learning difficulties. <laughs> he might be, like, a little illiterate. Okay, so he's afraid of Because he's a dog. A little illiterate. He's a Dogs wolf. can't read. Wolves can read. How, how do they see the signs <laughs> at those animal crossings? The cons of being this werewolf. Yes. Okay. He's got hairy palms. Uh, yeah, which it has to shave, which I don't think is the best hairy palm solution. I mean, waxing would probably be better. Yeah. Or Veet, one of those creams like, that removes You should go hair. for a laser. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, modern science could have helped him out. Yeah. And it's not that weird to have hairy palms. But I do imagine uh, Mo Rutherford from the previous, from the stuff yeah. meeting this guy and going like, Ooh, that's a hairy palm. <laughs> that's, that's a hairy palm. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. miss Mo. Uh, I wish he was in every form. Okay, he's got a massive fear of fire, as we find yeah, out like when... Yeah, cr- like crazy. Someone sparks a lighter and this dude jumps. He doesn't have any control over himself. And then he has glowing eyes. Not even Hugo is that afraid of fire. Hugo isn't afraid of anything. That's true. And the last thing, uh, which is neither a pro nor a con, more just of a meh. This dude has a black dog as a familiar. That's. I think that's pretty cool. That is pretty. If cool. you're gonna be sort of some kind of evil creature, 
Hellspawn. I'd want a, a black dog Hellspawn. Yeah. So in this film, the black dog is a demon, where in actual mythology, the black dog is a British myth of an apparition of a black dog or a hellhound, so sort of a demon, I guess. It's traditionally a portent of death, and it's associated with crossroads and electrical storms and that sort of thing. And in this film, he's just a demonic familiar that sort of just hangs out with him, but still has to be outside. Yeah. The dog still is still sleeps outside. Yeah, still sleeping outside, but it's a demon. So I'm like, is the demon not potty trained? I don't know if they invest in potty training in hell. I, I kind of like this dog until he he shed his skin became, uh, and grew the spines. Became a CGI sort of John Carpenter-esque. Yeah, it is kind of a of body horror But not done well enough that you're like, oh, that's so nasty. I don't mm. want that to happen to my flesh. Going like, oh, that's so nasty. I don't want that to happen to my pixels. Yeah. Right. As I said earlier, the werewolf's first kill is a sex offender. Yeah, he's he's going after the bad guys. He's the yeah. Dexter of werewolves. Yeah. Uh, which turns out, nah, nah, you just needed someone's neck skin. The following message has been paid for by Americans for Magma in support of the Yellowstone supervolcano. Are you sick and tired of politicians not living up to their campaign promises? Are you tired of politicians taking bribes and working angles? Are you looking for a politician that spews hot molten rock from its gaping orifice? Well, do we have the perfect candidate for you, the Yellowstone supervolcano. The Yellowstone supervolcano promises not only drastic reform in the bureaucracies of government, but also total annihilation of the human race itself. The Yellowstone supervolcano. Wipe the slate clean. Nina Dobrev uh, from The Vampire Diaries, our main main character, the heroine, she does some research, does some digging, finds out that... Well, she... not, not like digging. She like does a Google search and then just like prints everything she finds from the internet. That's true, but she has more pages there than there is, like, actual surface glossary information about werewolves. She's um, a master of the internet. I guess that, that says something for the internet age, that no matter the topic, you can find some really deep and, and thorough information about this very kind of specific type of werewolf. Yeah. Yeah, I checked. There's none of that. Those sites that you always see in werewolf movies where like yeah. unexplained animal attacks. Those aren't real sites. I, I went really? looking for them. I'm so surprised. There's really not unexplained animal attacks. I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, you would expect sometimes you just find someone eaten by a bear and someone goes, well, that's Jupacabra. <laughs> anyway, the character of Lauren is a vegan for like the first five minutes. Of mm -hmm. the film. She says she's vegetarian, but she also doesn't eat cheese because it's liquid meat and that's sort of a vegan thing. So I'm gonna go with vegan, just people didn't know what the term was and they called it a vegetarian because different things. But then in like after the first five minutes, she starts eating like eggs, pepperoni pizza, whole chicken, like a bucket of chicken. Yeah, and she's just, I don't know, it's like my body's craving protein, but that's not what your body's craving if you're chowing meat. 
there's a lot of protein in it, but there's also other sources of protein, which you would probably have been aware of. If she were, were a vegan. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. But clearly, um, even her brother is like, I thought you were a vegetarian. And she's like, yeah. But I wonder strange. if that's uh, like one of the side effects of having a werewolf neighbor. It just is psychic that, like, this, stank. This psychic connection, this, I don't know, pheromonal soup. <laughs> that she's in like yeah. makes her more wolf-like i guess that does bring me to a big theory i have for mm-hmm. werewolves uh, werewolf films as a whole and especially this film which just plays in perfectly is the werewolf as a hyper male fantasy because mm-hmm. you always have these werewolves and it's always this big burly guy or just some mus- muscular rebelly guy biker dude and He's always real good with women. He's got this weird sort of, you know, the pheromonal sex appeal. Yeah, the to the, the um, raw sexual. Prowess. Yeah, like kind of the rugged good looks. Yeah, and he's always taking out other weaker males, like like we get with the sex offender being killed. It's like a potential rival being removed, but also just sort of a weak person. Yeah, you know, his mere presence affects all the males around him the weaker males get subjugated and he's sort of the only male that matters yeah he's got a bit of a mind control thing with females yeah he he must have because he sort of puts them in a trance like a glamour like a vampire glamour yeah we've also got him having a very forceful a very dominant personality so everything about him is the classical male stereotypes that have been like ramped up yeah just it's like complete alpha male um dominance in a sense hello and welcome to fraser's nature minute today on my nature minute we are talking about the wolf and the social structure of their pack people are like yeah you've got the alpha male and the alpha female and they sort of sort that out with uh infighting and the strongest male becomes alpha male because that's what i've always thought uh what i've assumed is that yeah it's a battle between Wolves until one emerges as alpha. Yeah. So what are you saying? What's the... So it's essentially, it's a breeding pair. Mm -hmm. And then they have pups. And the pups become the pack. And there's only one pair that breeds. And when the others want to breed, then they split off, become the lone wolf, find another pack. And then they start their own little family group. But others also always stay with that pack. So it's more like a nuclear family than you would assume right okay that's pretty interesting yeah and the it's just like a an age seniority type of structure but in werewolf forms it's always always this uber strong werewolf trying to become the chief of the werewolves the alpha. Yeah. um but i feel that's more of a a human trait than yeah. actually wolf-like behavior and that's that's what's so scary about a werewolf is not just that you get these wolf uh, characteristics in your personality yeah. but you're also very very strongly you're getting that base cruelty of the human condition human. yeah you're right that is actually what makes werewolves most scary is that it's you know like wolf power and danger combined with human excess and and like and human desires because a wolf 
I mean, a wolf doesn't even hunt people. They generally only would go for a person if they were like wounded or if the wolf was super hungry. Yeah, people have the wrong end of the stick with werewolves because they always assume that it's the wolf part that's the scary part. It's just the wolf part is what gives them the inhibition to play up these darker desires. Yeah. At Um, first, I thought this film was sort of like going to be a Twilight thing from the trailer. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, um, and even for like the first couple of scenes after the the guy gets killed, yeah, when um, this uh, like middle aged man gives her little brother a lift to school and then just sort of parks outside, yeah, and, and the they have these look long longing looks yeah, between them. There's definitely interest, and it's it's weird. It's weird. It's all weird. Okay, so I mean, in Twilight, that was weird because. The kid is actually like two hundred years old, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But at least he looks young. Yeah, he's had Robert Pattinson's face. Exactly. Very young looking. This dude. guy, clearly a forty-year-old. Yeah, he's been around the block. Um, he's been in a bar fight or two. You can see it from his rugged good looks. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes it a little weird. But okay, so he's under the impression that Lorne is his long dead ex yeah his dead wife yeah reincarnated so it's destined that they will be together again why does he think this because they look exactly alike it's the old picture in the locket trick you know plot device (laughs) like oh he's looking longingly at this little locket then he opens it up and it's a picture of of lauren um and she is an old-timey dress you know, it's still yeah. Nina Dobre. Yeah, it's just, like, just old time just with a sepia folder. Yeah, essentially a little bit of desaturation happened. Um, okay, so but I feel like that's not that's not a good enough reason to believe that someone is your dead wife's reincarnation. I guess you get a little bit crazy if you live forever. I guess sometimes you start believing in fate just because things tend to happen. In patterns so you'd be seeing patterns the whole time you go a little bit schizophrenic yeah. after time because you're like oh god it's happening again yeah okay that makes sense that gives his character a little bit more depth i'm glad i could do that because it's a challenge giving this dude depth <laughs> oh yeah i i really only have one thing to say about this one i feel this movie is in a sense a postmodern achievement Okay. I won't call it a masterpiece. Okay. But it is definitely a postmodern achievement, especially if you look at some of the the key hallmarks of postmodernism. Pastiche, bricolage, kind of uh, surface, focusing on surface level stuff. And in that sense, Never Cry Werewolf really checks a lot of the boxes. Yeah. Because there is not... A single original moment in this film. It's all kind of very creatively assembled cliche. Yeah, prefabricated. Exactly. It's kind of all these parts from collective unconscious and and other films, obviously. Um, But I mean, not even just Fright Night. You know, that's... Yeah, just your standard werewolf tropes. 
Yeah, and these films assemble themselves. That's my main issue with werewolf films: is yeah. the lack of originality. They all predictable. They follow a recipe. But I think it's it's quite an achievement if I have to force myself to say this, to have come up with a film that doesn't actually have anything new. Yeah. In it or to it. That's heavy, man. You got too real. Dude, I'm sorry, man, but that's what I was trained to do, you know, that's... Um, Get real. I can't, I can't help myself. You gotta mention Red Tucker. Red Tucker. Kevin Sorbo, the man made famous by playing Hercules. Um, what a classic it's meme. The forest. Yeah, and that's what... Welcome sort of- to the meme minute. This minute, the Hercules meme. Disappointed! Such a good meme. Yeah. Join us next time for another meme minute. That wasn't even a minute. No. So Kevin Sorbo, he does a decent job in this film playing Red Tucker, the TV hunter. Which yeah, is also like a strange. reality show hunter. Yeah, which is also weird to me because um, Lauren, the vegetarian, watches <laughs> like gun shows and is aware of this TV hunter guy. Yeah. It's very strange. She Lauren seems to be very conflicted about her vegetarianism. She seems to be on both sides of the issue. Yeah. Firmly on both sides. <laughs> as always, returning as our sponsor is Zolo Maxiloft. Zolo Maxiloft is well known for being the drug with not the side effects you want, but the side effects you deserve. Zolo Maxiloft recommends that you contact your physician immediately if you experience any of the following side effects. Exploding hernia, mild fire tongue, spontaneous anal yawning, fear of cakes, missing limbs, telepathy, current or prior immolation, growth of extra limbs, lycanthropy. Your first order of Zolo Maxiloft 20% off with the promo code B+. So go to zolomaxiloft.org and type in B+, in the promo code section. Zolo Maxiloft. Change it up, potentially. So what I find interesting about Red is that he is also kind of an embodiment of postmodernism. Yeah. Because he he has this surface image of this masculine super hunter, you know, an outdoorsman, an adventurer. But in reality, he's just an actor, essentially. Yeah, he's a total faker. None of that's real. None of what he does on TV is real. But I feel also that all reality TV is like that. Yeah. I and mean, there's a sort of commentary on that. But coming from Never Cry Werewolf, it seems a little bit hypocritical. It, it might be hypocritical. It might be genius. Okay. That they work in this critical element. Oh, yeah. Right, that this character is, in a sense portraying the whole film it looks like it might be something but it isn't could this be the only piece of okay i know the character of red tucker the the celebrity who turns out to be a bit of a fake this is literally just fright night but i thought maybe it could have been the writer's only little piece of originality going like i was paid to do this but i just stole it no i think i think what makes it genius is the fact that I think it's totally unselfconscious. Yeah, okay, um, it is very... It's very <laughs> honest. And it's it's still bad. Yeah. 
and the character isn't original either. It's he's like a Indiana Jones Bear Grylls mishmash character. Yeah, he's this sort of quote great white hunter unquote. Weird that they would sort of call trope. him that. Yeah, but isn't that what they just call those guys? The guys in the sort of the that little safari outfit with the ascot and the yeah. real expensive gun just traveling the world killing animals for fun at trophies subjugating the local peoples sort of just being an all-around white dude yeah so yeah so you know old-timey white people sucked and that's that's what that is groundbreaking stuff yeah we i think we've hit upon something truly original oh my god have we become postmodern I think that's just what happened. This film has infected our podcast with unoriginal ideas. I've got something not original, but it is valid. So I'll just I'll just steam right ahead. That's fine, man. In the film, we've got the scene of the two teenagers making out in the car. The one uh, hears something outside. The dude goes out to check, gets murdered. Classic scene. Classic scene. It happens in almost every movie because it worked mm-hmm. once. It's a tradition. Now, what I feel about this sort of tradition itself is that the teenagers making out in the car, that's lashing out at a very conservative sort of worldview of um, any sort of lustful behavior is Mm -hmm. wrong and it's evil and it's going against Protestantism. Uh, especially because all these films they come from America, from the yeah they're very American in their yeah and they had very fundamentalist protestants that sort of settled that region so it's sort of that's what the you could say it's pretty relatable to most uh, protestant churches and uh, yeah yeah but essentially what happens is that the monster or the killer or whatever in this form the werewolf becomes the hammer of god to strike down the sinners the yeah. sort of malleus deus um it's my a little bit of bad Latin there. Yeah, it is this trope of sort of the teenagers breaking the taboo of their society and then being punished. Immediately for being punished for it. Yeah. It also reminds me a lot about uh, the kind of 70s and 80s serial killer panics in America, where I think Zodiac was known for shooting couples in their cars while they were oh, yeah. making out. I think Son of Sam also had. Quite similar killings. I'm not an expert on true crime. Me either, obviously. Yeah. So if if what I've just said is nonsense, please um, tweet it. But not at anyone specifically. Just tweet it. Just make your own tweets. Yeah. Um. So my last thing, right, because this film doesn't have too much substance. Yeah. I feel that the... B-movies of the modern era are very... They're all just these sort of postmodernist, prefabricated storylines with some CGI slotted in for effect. Almost like a mass-produced... But do you think that's because of... Kind of maybe the way people are watching movies is changing? Yeah, because people are always on another device while they're watching a film. So it's sort of becoming like a background... Uh, white noise type of effect so you can literally have the same form with different characters in repeat yeah because people are just crushing candy anyway yeah 
Yeah, which is a game I don't get, but anyway. I get it. I've, I fell down that hole for a while. Oh, did you? Anyway, the last thing, I just want to go over the ways that you can actually become a werewolf. Okay. Right? Okay, so the first thing is you make a pact with Satan. This is the original one. This is also why during the witch hunts, there were also werewolves being hunted. And where the term of lunacy comes from is people thinking they were werewolves. Luna, the moon, you know, lunacy. So when you were crazy, you were thought to be a werewolf. Then you also get the bitten by a werewolf thing where you're cursed by the bite. You sort of transform involuntarily. But I guess that's when it's less a curse and more like a, an obligation, like an infection or a oh, yeah. disease yeah. of some kind. It's still called a curse, but you've got a method of transfer that would be, quote, scientifically viable, unquote. I'm glad you put the quotes around that one. Yeah, because that's not scientifically not viable. So I just want to get back to the pact with Satan. He gives you sort of like a wolfskin um, belt or a jacket or something, and that makes you turn. So it's voluntary, where if you're bitten, it's involuntary transformation, which is why it sort of occurs. Yeah. Yeah. Then you've got skinwalkers in the the First Nations uh, traditions of the U.S., which are shapeshifters who they can transform into anything. They can transform into other people and animals and all that. They get the power sometimes by killing everyone in their immediate family in some crazy blood ritual. So evil people, uh, dark wizardry and all that. Then you've got the more realistic version of a werewolf, which is the mutant wolf or mutant canine, the dire wolf, which is like a regular wolf. Oh, right. But dire. (laughs) Yeah, which that's... So that's a South Park joke. Um, so like, that's the one where the werewolf is much less magical. anthropomorphic. Yes. Like it's just a big old, big old scary wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, in the yeah. case of the, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but the beast of uh, Govardhan in France, which is right. a historical account of a monster wolf targeting a village and killing a lot of people. They're being hunts for it, and eventually it gets killed, and it's uh, like twice the size of a normal wolf. Yeah, so that's sort of, that's where a lot of uh, werewolf believers get their foundational beliefs from that story of that one thing. So that's sort of where you get stories like that. Hi guys, I know we've been having a lot of fun. We've been having a lot of laughs. But I want to take a moment to talk to you about something that's really serious. It's a condition that not many people know exists. It's not a condition that many people would think exists. I want to talk to you today about night deafness. Night deafness is in many ways very similar to night blindness, except it causes impaired hearing rather than visual problems. One out of every 10,000 people is affected by night deafness. Night deafness is the leading cause of people not being able to go out at night because they can't hear what other people are saying. Night deafness is one of the leading causes of divorce. So please, if you or a loved one suffer from night deafness, let's get the word out. Tweet Hashtag night deafness and let's see 
how many people we can get to just be aware of this problem. Now I know it's not as serious as breast cancer, but it's still a thing. Night deafness. What? Now the word, the term werewolf, you break it down into were, which is, I believe, is an old English word for man, mm-hmm. and wolf, which is a word for wolf. <laughs> you mix that together. So literally, werewolf is a man wolf. In Africa, you've got were lions and were hyenas and shit. That's some scary ass shit. That is some scary ass shit. I I want to see I want to see that movie. Um, I'm writing it. Good. Soon, I'm writing it soon. Oh. Yeah, I haven't started yet. Okay. Uh, but now I have the idea. Uh, it's not going to be called the Werewolf Avengers. Never, never cry, Were Lion. So you've got a lot of cultures like that in Norse mythology. An interesting thing mm-hmm. is you get the uh, berserkers. Now, berserk literally translates to bear shirts. Yeah. So it's not a fan. Again, words generally are less fancy than they sound. Yeah. Uh, their origins. Now you've got the, I'm butchering this again, Ulfhednar or Ulfethnar, which is the like wolf version of a berserker, which the belief was that you put on some talisman of the wolf and you embody that spirit. Right. So it's more a, a performative, uh, r- ritualistic. Yeah. Yeah. When you're going into battle, you're like. Then you have the power of the wolf. Yeah. You don't actually. Uh, like sprout hair on your palms or yeah, become they, really charming. They were known to be impervious to injury right? and uh, pain and all that. They couldn't feel pain. They, were, they would cast their weapons aside and attack people with their, um, with their tooth and nail. And with their tooth and their nail? Yeah, one tooth, one nail <laughs> okay. together. <laughs> like getting the top incisor and like a, the index like a finger. Pinch. Yeah. They used to pinch them. That's what the uh, berserkers and Ulfednar were known for. Yeah, don't pinching. send us any corrections on that, please. Yeah, because that's a fact. So, I mean, that's what I have to say about Never Cry Werewolf. I have uh, one more werewolf origin to add to your list. Oh, yeah? I actually read a fascinating book on, on the history of rabies. Oh, um, of course. And... Uh, I mean, you can see where this is going. Yeah, already. this is sort of medieval the... European people had rabies, and then <laughs> were like, "My God, he's like a dog." After um, a dog bit him, yeah. So he's obviously made a pact with yeah. Satan. So the dog made him a dog. Yeah, it's strange to me how that how people thought that that was a desirable state because they were like, "This dude obviously summoned Satan to petition him to give him the power." Of running around like a feral dog, biting like people and being afraid children. of water. Yeah. Being really afraid of water, which is a rabies side effect. Which is, I mean, if I were to make a pact with Satan, it would be for something desirable. Yeah, you know, like... Not going crazy, yeah, for so instance, like, would be one I would actually, that's a good one, not going crazy. Yeah, just... Hi, please. I would please not like to be crazy. Yeah. And then you become super sober, really grounded in reality. Wait, that's another monkey's paw. Yeah, kind of because you know. Curse the, wish. But what would the curse wish be if the monkey's paw were that you become a feral animal? Does it feel good? 
Is I guess it, like it you must. Feel nice? Like it's like a it's a power thing, I guess. I uh, see. So that's just sort of. I want to feel powerful. Well, you're gonna have no control and be real scared of water. I'm the um. devil. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one part uh, in the film where the dog is transforming in the gun shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While he's transforming, there's just some rando dude just clapping in the background. It's like, <laughs> this is a great show. Really? Yeah, I totally happens. That guy. If you had to rate this film out of, man, I don't know, 20. I'd give this film 4 out of 20. 4 out of 20. Yeah. I would, before this discussion, I would have given it like a 6 out of 20. Yeah. After this discussion, it's getting a three. Oh. Yeah. I I affected your opinion. Yeah, you did. Um, I thought this was a great film. I was very entertained. And then the more I actually thought about it, <laughs> the less again, I liked it. That might make it exactly the perfect film for our times. Yeah. You know, the perfect film for just existing somewhere at you. Yeah. And it's highly you representative. Like playing Candy Crush, or you could be—I don't really know what people. They scroll do. through. Just scroll your Facebook. Facebook. You could just like catch up on your tweets or whatever. Yeah, maybe read a bit. Edit some Reddit, Insta pictures, and whatever. And oh, the yeah. phone can just be there. Yeah, it's and it won't bother you too much. This film is a safe space. It is. Dude, I am very done with Never Cry, Werewolf. So, okay, before we finish, let's just do a couple of plugs. We've recently acquired a Facebook page. Oh, um, yeah. Check us out at Be Positive Podcast. The podcast. Be, Be Positive Podcast. It's on Facebook. So it's B Plus Podcast. Um, you can tweet me at Fraser Chonji. Um, what does that mean? Um, so Chonji means heaven and earth. It's a like an old Korean thing. I don't want to get too much into it. That's my Twitter yeah, this handle. This weird Korean cult you're a part of. Yes, that's it. That's that's us. Fucking yeah. finally. Go go like us on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, tell us what you think. Tell us what movies we should do. Um, just tell us anything, really. Yeah, just have a chat with us. Join. We'll be actively commenting on whatever on the Facebook page. Maybe showing some content or. Um, yeah, man. And you stay scared. Spook it up. Spook it up. Dream of the country. Live off the fat of the land. That's a dream that I have. One that my dad had years ago. Now he works in the mines I wonder if I could go to the dark side too But not a single living cell inside would buy it You were born in the garden, why try to hide it? Have you seen the way the speaker makes a pattern in the sand? When the frequency is just right, oh man, it's really rather rad. Music for today's episode provided by Josh Armistead. You can check him out on his Bandcamp page at josharmistead.bandcamp.com.